episode is sponsored by Cheeky Zebra Cards. And I bloody love Cheeky Zebra Cards. You've probably seen me post them quite a few times just because Sasha, who runs CheekyZebra.com, is just lovely and funny and has been one of my followers since literally like day one when I had about three followers. And she has always supported me massively. And I really want us to all support her back, not just because she's brilliant, but because Cheeky Zebra Cards are brilliant. They are real life, sarcastic, dry, witty cards for everything from your friend getting ghosted to midlife crises, back to birthdays and anniversaries and whatever else. You can print your messages inside and send it directly to the recipient. So it's just basically a lazy way of doing something nice. The quality is insane and they come in really cute packaging. They are available from cheekyzebra.com. But if you don't want one right now, just follow cheekyzebra.com which is actually cheeky zebra d-o-t-c-o-m on instagram so that you can just be reminded of them uh, when you do need to send a card and also the page is funny and it's cute and i think you'll really like it so yeah cheekyzebra.com all right welcome to the la 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 let me explain podcast and today we are having a parenting special but in particular a single parenting special and I'm joined by two amazing guests. I'm going to let you introduce yourselves. So first I have Ellie from The Mummy Diary, who is a blogger. And yeah, you're from Nottingham, aren't you? But you're just kind of running a Instagram page for all women, all mummies. Yeah. Is that right? It is, right. I try to kind of keep it real and about real life and not kind of make it too, I suppose, insta styly but you know it's kind of about my life with my kids as a single mom and kind of what I do so yeah I try. Did, did you start it when you became a single mom no I've I've started well, I had my blog for after my daughter was born and um, I kind of it's kind of the blog itself has gone under the back burner because it is hard as a single mom to do everything and um, so that's why I kind of Instagram has become the place where I post everything about life with the kids um, and I absolutely love it because it's such a, an amazing place to kind of to be and hang out and there's so many amazing women and kind of um, other people out there to talk to lovely and we also have the beautiful Zoe from the Frollo app which is at Frollo, Frollo underscore app. Underscore app. Yeah. Tell us a bit about Frollo app. So Frollo is a social networking app and community for single parents um, that's launching in September. So you'll be able to find like-minded single parents in your area based on your child's age, your location proximity and your shared interests. And there's a, there'll be a newsfeed community page. You'll be able to message each other and there'll be a meetup section on the app as well so that you can create your own meetups or find meetups. Um, so your, good. Yeah. So it's not dating. It's actually to not make dating. friends with like other single moms or dads. Exactly. So the idea came came from when I became a single parent, when my son was one, um, I just, instead of getting excited on Fridays about the weekends, which is what people typically do at the weekends, I started to dread it because I just sort of see, you know, a long, lonely kind of couple of days ahead of me and not wanting to impose on friends who were having family time, my friends who don't have kids just didn't get it, don't understand the routine and stuff that goes along with having a kid or that you're up from half six in the morning, that your day just doesn't start with like brunch and Bloody Marys at 11. <laughs> so um, so I just felt like I was walking around with a bu- pushing a buggy, kind of feeling really lonely and wishing that I could find other people in the same situation to, to just 
connect with, enjoy Sunday roasts with, play dates with, like tricky times like Mother's Day, Christmas, just organize holidays with ultimately if mm. a friendship develops. So so that's where the idea came Such from. Such a good idea. It is an amazing idea. Thank Such you. a good idea. I wish this existed seven years ago. Yeah. Because you're lucky if you've got mum friends who've got kids the same age but if you haven't it does make a massive difference yeah. like if you've got kids you know if you've got a one-year-old and your friend's got an eight-year-old just doesn't mix you want to do di- you know yeah so it's so important to have exactly match yeah at the same good idea so later actually this is just so for now the community is kind of on instagram mm-hmm. and um which is which is great it's a really thriving community and people message in different topics or you know questions that that they have and you know single parented comes with such unique challenges yeah. it's really yeah. it's really different i watch your stories a lot and you get so many messages it's often around stuff around complications to do with csa uh, csa yeah. child support payments yeah. contact abusive exes the loneliness like there's such a big range and then yeah. you get you post all the responses that you get to yeah. one particular story and there's so many people that are just like i'm in the same boat i'm yeah. in the same boat so it's really amazing I think both your accounts enable mums and dads single parents to see actually fuck I'm not alone exactly this shit is hard it's not just me struggling (laughs) along here yeah so so that's such a valuable thing and and there's so much shit with social media and Instagram and there's so many negative things um but then occasionally some really great things come out of it and I think it is that that unity and absolutely sense of community and not being alone yeah and connecting with other people who are doing similar things like you got like some of the kind of most yeah I've made such good friendships Mm. this year through Frollo or just through kind of doing what I'm doing you know and then you I wouldn't have met these people or had access to them if it wasn't for Instagram so there's definitely yeah some so many benefits yeah yeah same I feel with my account like I mean, both of you, I've never met either of you before, but yeah. I've probably been speaking to you both for about a year now. And yeah. I feel like you're just my mates, yeah. you know, you're just part of the people who I chat to. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of good stuff coming yeah, out of definitely. it. So when I said that you guys were coming along, I got loads. For the first like eight hours, I was really worried because I literally, I got every question probably 80 percent of them were like what do you do when you co-parent with a narcissist my ex is a narcissist what the fuck is going on i was like jesus christ we're just gonna spend an hour talking about narcissism um but then i had this flurry overnight of a, a range of different questions and i've picked out uh a few for us to answer um and if we don't get through them all you can both come back at some point right so let's start with the first one which says I've just found out that I'm pregnant after a one night stand. Slightly irresponsible on both our parts, but it's done now. But And I'm determined to keep the baby. I'm going to tell the dad this week after my doctor's appointment. It's very early days, but I am very aware that I'm going to potentially have to hand my baby over to someone I don't know. The whole thought of getting to know him over the next few months is making me feel a bit ill. I'm more than happy to do this on my own, but I know that my child needs a dad in their life and he deserves the opportunity to be a dad. I just can't let go of the idea of having to hand over my baby to this person that ultimately I don't want anything to do with. To me, it was a drunken one night stand that I want to move on from. I would never deny him seeing his baby, but I feel awful about it. How do I handle this? Uh, Where do you even start? I don't... It's it's such a tough one because, you know, for me, uh, when when my 
uh, relationship ended with the kid's dad. They were kind of eight and six. So it was, I'd known them for all that time, seen them every day. And so to kind of all of a sudden not have them every other weekend and in the school holidays, it was so difficult because these were people I'd grown up with. So it's, you know, to start off like that, mm. I don't know whether it's better or not. I don't know. It's, it's, it's such a... Well, for you, it must have been less stressful because you were handing over your uh, yeah, at least children to them. someone who and who they knew. And, and you don't. And, and the, the worst thing is that she doesn't know at this moment in time what his reaction is going to be because he could be like, I never want to see you again, mm. or he could be right. Well, okay, I want to be part of your life, part of the kid's life. And it's 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 such a difficult place to be, and certainly without knowing how he's kind of going to feel. And you know, I think it's it is kind of wait and see what. Yeah. his reaction is I think yeah. Um, so yeah I don't I don't know what do you guys think what do you think Zoe I think yeah I think it's a really tough one for sure I can't imagine yeah how anxious she feels about mm. the situation but uh, yeah exactly like Ellie said I think it's hard you know she's she's gonna have to have a chat with him in the first instance and then and then see because she can't predict now no. how he's gonna react what he's going to say exactly um but then I kind of feel like if he did turn around and say, I really want to be involved, it's my child too, I have a right and, and all of that stuff, then like she said, she can't deny him that opportunity no. and or the child. So maybe like if it's possible, you know, to for them to kind of start getting to know each other and maybe even just do some therapy if that was an option yeah, or some kind of mediation mediation or, exactly to try and figure out that, how it might work how yeah. the financial aspect would work how the kind of um you know they'd share custody because I think the more they can kind of wrap their heads around all of that stuff mm. now the less of a minefield it yeah. will be in it's, nine it's months good time that she's found out really early days because mm. she has now got this window of opportunity to try and set things in stone I exactly. guess or at least get mm. a, a process going of yeah. trying to figure out what the fuck are we going to do when yeah. this baby appears and it's a shame that we don't know yet what his reaction is because yeah. it could go one of several different ways exactly. I guess but he's either going to go oh fuck you it was just supposed to be a one night stand I don't want anything to do with that or he's going to go I really want to be heavily involved in yeah. this I think for her, she's probably, I mean, the fact that she said, you know, it's irresponsible on both our parts. Obviously, we do need to put a caveat there to say one night stands are absolutely fine. Go forth and have them if you want to. But it is really important to protect yourself. Yeah. I know that sometimes when you're drunk and, you know, there's no condom about and whatever. So no one's going to judge you. And, and I don't think you should judge yourself either. You know, I don't want her to sit there feeling like, oh, I'm, you know, really irresponsible for having done this. Um you know, it's too late now. But for yeah. everybody else listening who has, hasn't been in that situation, make sure you're on contraception. Make sure you get the morning after pill or whatever. Yeah, and those she, things and are available. She needs to make sure as well that obviously if she's going to go this alone and he doesn't want anything to do with it, that, you know, being a single parent is hard enough when you do have somebody about, or, you know, being a parent is yeah. hard enough when you have someone about. But yeah. as a single parent from the start, if you've not got the support from family yeah. or friends, it is really, really hard. And so, you know, financially it's yeah. crippling as well. And, you know, it's, it, there is so much and, you know, good luck to her, whatever happens, mm. because I think, you know, it's, 
she's very determined yeah. and in in, for, in later messages she said to me that she has got a really good family support yeah, network and i don't think that she's going into this blindly i think mm. she knows that this is going to be really difficult um <clears throat> i i think also she has to maybe try to look at kind of some of the positives because i guess for her part of her her feelings towards him are probably a, a bit like oh fuck this guy like he got me pregnant like you know she's probably got a bit of resentment and stuff towards him there must have been something there there must have been something about him he can't have just been a complete piece of shit because no. even on a one night stand or whatever you know it's built up to that yeah he's obviously been talking flirting having a good time it could be like catastrophe have you seen that yeah, the, yeah. it's amazing and you know it could, it could be like that they could get on and actually you know something yeah. something could happen she but, might be surprised uh, if yeah. she gives it a bit of a chance and she's just kind of open with it exactly um, and if not they could be great friends bringing up a child together yeah. and you know there are, there are other women out there that do that and do it well so yeah you know it's it's not all doom and gloom i don't think i think no it's, it's not it, i wonder what I mean, if she does speak to him and he says, look, I want to really be involved. And then over the course of getting to know him, if she discovers that actually he's like a complete piece of shit, he's really right wing or, you know, really racist or, you know, any of those things that are completely intolerable that you wouldn't, sorry to any right wing people, but (laughs) maybe she might not feel like that. But, you know, any of those things, homophobic or whatever, things that you wouldn't want to be imparted onto your child, I mean, how would she manage that? Because she doesn't know him. He could be any, he could be some raging BMP yeah. guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. How do you manage that? It's tricky, but I think you know a lot of single parents will struggle with their ex. Not everyone is lucky to have a really great mm. relationship with their ex. So I think a lot of single parents, you know, have to just are forced to navigate those relationships and are forced to kind of find a way to navigate those relationships and that you know people often don't see eye to eye with their exes on on many things and yeah you know there's loads of people kind of going through the courts because of it and and all of that but um I think the sooner they can try and get on the same page or kind of you know try and develop some kind of a friendship Mm. or you know they've got so much to learn about each other if they don't know each other at all but if they can just kind of work from the from the ground up for the best interests of the child that hasn't been born like you know yeah and she doesn't have to think really about handing him over i think she needs to to let go of the stress around that now don't even think about that now because actually potentially you're going to be breastfeeding for at least six months to a year or or however long you want to breastfeed for if you want to breastfeed um that you know, and then you're not going to necessarily be handing over. In those newborn phases, it's very unlikely that you'd yeah, be handing your baby exactly. over anyway. Yeah, exactly. So maybe it's it's going to be a case of you meet him for an hour, every yeah. couple of days to have a coffee with the baby. And then over time, when you feel that the baby's got enough of a bond, that's when you can start doing handovers and things like that. Yeah. Um, and it might be good for her to chat to somebody who's been in that same situation to help guide her with how... It worked for, for yeah. them because like you say, it, when when a child has just been born as, as an infant, it's not realistic for, for them to be kind of going between, yeah. you know, 
homes. Um, but if only there was an app for that kind of thing, you know, where you could meet other single parents. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. She needs to join Frollo, and then she will have other people at her fingertips yeah. who hopefully will be able to help her. Amazing! Yeah. What a good answer! Oh, hey? I, I love it. I know. <laughs> the Nottingham representative. Yeah. All right. So the next question, I got this question over and over and over again. It says, when is the best time to introduce your kids to a new partner? Have either of you had to do that? Yes. Oh, you have? I have, yes. Um, well, I think you know when the right time is. I mean, there's there's possibly never a right time. It's kind of just when everybody... I think you need to know that person first. And with me, I'd known the guy for probably about three months. And, um, I mean, they'd been introduced to their dad's new partner quite quickly. So in a way I kind of knew that they were all right with that and um so I'd got to know um my partner for you know a few months and we'd spoken about the kids and we went to the cinema together so it was kind of quite a um it wasn't you know it wasn't at home it was it was somewhere open that it it, it wasn't kind of a personal space for the children which I for me was quite important I didn't want him to be in the house while the kids were there for some time until he got to know them because that's their kind of their sanctuary and I didn't yeah. want to, them to feel like oh this person had invaded their home until they knew him um and they I mean they loved meeting him and they absolutely kind of ad adored him and got on with him so um but I think I think you know, and I suppose it depends on the age of the children as well, because mine were kind of eight and six, so they were, you know, quite a, a lot older. Um, and like I say, they'd been through it before with their dad, and I think, so that had already kind of set a precedence mm. for them, and they knew what to expect. But I don't know, I think it's it's down to kind of a personal um, kind of situation, really, I mm. think. Uh, that, that's my opinion anyway. It's, it's, it's hard, because, you know, this... And I think you need to speak to, well, if you obviously you've got the other parent in there in your life as well, then, you know, it's it's important to speak to them. I, I did speak to my uh, well, the kid's dad about, you know, I was going to introduce them to him and he was OK with it. And, you know, I felt that was quite important for me anyway, for, yeah. to speak to him about it, because I didn't want them then to go back to him and like, oh, we've met yeah. his new boyfriend. Um, so they don't sound like that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think. Um, for me, there was that that was the right time yeah. to do it. I think, um, mm. and again, I think it's down to how old the children are. If they're really, really young, then you know, I suppose you're if you're introducing them as a friend, or it's just somebody you're going out for a coffee with. I think that's why doing it somewhere like a coffee shop or you know the cinema or some or a park, because then it's like I say, it's not invading that kind of their, their home, yeah. and it's it's not it's just it's about setting boundaries. I think mm -hmm. um, for for the kids. Yeah. Have you got any experience of it? No. Not yet. No. Hopefully one day. Me neither. Really? Yeah. But it's a question that comes up on Frollo a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah so I would agree with, with Ellie. It, I would say it's definitely kind of a case by case thing. I mean, I can't really, it's, I find it hard to imagine it. it because I've never been in that situation before. Yeah. But I have an agreement with my son's dad that like if and when it happens, that we will give each other the heads up um, yeah. about it, which feels important. Um, but my son, he's only just turning three. So I get in my mind, 
if it was to happen, I kind of feel like I wouldn't make a sort of deal deal about it with him, you mm. know, and, and because he's so young, I think it might be, like Ellie said, more of a kind of, you know, part. I have a lot of guy friends that he's around all yeah. the time anyway, so... I would probably just probably just see what the dynamic was was like without kind of introducing someone as my boyfriend or you yeah. know. I, I yeah, I don't necessarily think you need to. There is this whole, and quite rightly, in, in some circumstances, there is a real judgment of mums introducing men to their children and I definitely think that having a string of people who are known as your boyfriend in and out in and out could potentially be harmful for children yeah. not only psychologically but what what are you doing with your life like what you know I, 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 I don't think a string of partners yeah. men or women whether you're a man or woman is, is healthy for any child but also don't think it's necessarily very healthy for yourself yeah um and I used to see it quite a lot at work. People would meet a man on Facebook and six weeks later, he's living in the house with their oh. children. Um, and there was nothing that you could say to these women, like, you know, does he have to be living in your house? Yeah. Like, it's a bit extreme. Um, but it was came from this real codependency. And so there are some people who are like that, very codependent, can't be out of a relationship. And then unfortunately, their children become subjected to that. But I do think that that is fairly rare. And if that is you, you definitely need therapy, counselling, you need some help because it's not positive for anybody. Yeah. Um, I think if your children are slightly older, like mine were, I, I explained to them that mummy had got a boyfriend and, you know, did, did they want to meet him? And, yeah. you know, they, they both did. I mean, because they're great children anyway. And, and so they were really happy to meet him. And so I think if they're old enough, it's, you know, it's about, because uh, if they say, no, I actually don't, I don't want to meet him, then you know from them yeah. rather than forcing it upon, you know, the kids. Um, and uh, yeah, I think, um, like uh, Zoe said, it's it's good to kind of, um, you know, introduce them just as a friend if you feel that, that they wouldn't be accepting of a boyfriend well, or a girlfriend. Well, that's the thing, isn't it, is that, I mean, <clears throat> my son has only met one person that I was seeing. He was a complete fucking weirdo anyway. <laughs> I hadn't quite clocked that at the time. But it wasn't, he wasn't supposed to meet him. It was this thing where I can't even remember the details of it really, but my mum had my son at mine, like she'd picked him up from school or something and she was making him dinner at mine. And then I was supposed to be meeting him, but he'd come early um, before my son, my son was much younger then. He was like three before my son had gone to bed. And I was like, oh shit, mom, um, Callum's here. Can I just sneak him up, you know, into my bedroom? He can hide there until Jay's gone to bed. And she's like, what the fuck? Just bring him in the house. Like it's not going to damage your child to meet some man who does, you know, and so it was like, I didn't say, this is mummy's boyfriend. It was very much like, oh, here's Callum. Like, he's yeah. coming for dinner. And everything was fine. And my son really took to him. But he never met him again after that. But it wasn't like a formal yeah. introduction. And like you say, I've got male friends who I think nothing of coming exactly. around to the house. Yeah. My son meets them. I don't think, God, if, if my friendship ends with this person, my son's going to be, you know, emotionally damaged yeah, for the rest of his exactly. life as a result of meeting him. So I think we have to remember that kids kind of just take things at face value they just kind of get on with it most yeah. of the time and like you say if you meet somebody and you think actually I'm quite serious about you I want you to be a part of my life you've you know there's obviously safety kind of checklist that you need to go through yeah. but I would hope that those red flags would have presented themselves long before you have introduced them to the children uh, safeguarding is obviously incredibly important and I, and I think the tip that you gave of of doing it 
not necessarily as mummy's boyfriend's coming round this afternoon and he's coming into your space mm. so much better especially if the man's got kids get the kids together yeah. and go out to a soft play or to do whatever um and do it in a much more relaxed go bowling cinema whatever and don't have him coming into the or her coming into the space but i think you know don't you you do know you I just think. know when it's the right time it's the right time and as long as you're communicating really well with your kids and giving them a good balanced grounded childhood then it's going to be all right for them to meet someone and then that relationship to end in a few years and, yeah. or a few months or whatever it's not going to damage well, it's them it's life isn't it people it come in life. and out of your life and yeah like you say not multiple one after another yeah but i think it is it's it's healthy for them to see that that's what relationships that they can end and you know obviously you don't want it to mm. but i think it's it's i don't think you necessarily have to be kind of oh well if i introduce them and then it doesn't work out mm. that it's going to cause yeah like scar them yeah. for life because i don't i don't think no. it, it will and, and it's it's part of life really exactly exactly i don't know if i've spoken about this on the podcast before absolute horror story from work about uh, she wasn't at actually with this guy but there was this woman who had a nine-year-old daughter and I mean the woman was just mad anyway and she went out raving and left the girl in bed at home alone no. um oh which just ridiculous parenting anyway left the girl at home alone, went out raving picked up some guy out in the rave brought him back to the house and had sex and whatever else and was so off her face that oh, she was gosh. just like comatose paralytic after she'd had sex with this guy and he found his way to the girl's bedroom and oh gosh um yeah and no. yeah um yeah and and left the house after going into the girl's bedroom and doing what he did um left the front door open and then when the little girl like awoke to talk to her mom um her mom was just out of it and whatever and she said like this is what's happened and the mom took three days to report it to the police and when she did report it to the police she didn't know the guy's name um i mean it was just fucking horrible oh, um God. but i mean that is in a very extreme and i don't think that kind of thing is common but you know if if you are the kind of person who's sitting there going i'm with somebody and i want to thoughtfully think about introducing my children to them you're already in the right yeah, ballpark exactly you know, you know? You to, <laughs> yeah of course there yeah. are people out there who just don't even think yeah. one bit yeah um and yeah so so you're probably if you're actually thinking about it and giving some thought to it and self-reflection yeah you're probably in a good place you're probably going to make the right decision yeah exactly well, there really are people out there that make you feel like shouting at your kids for not putting their shoes on at eight o'clock or eight thirty in the morning mm. actually you know you're not a bad parent that's yeah awful. <laughs> exactly that's awful oh my wow. god i'm glad we all have that same issue of the shoes oh. i must oh have said god. it about 45 <laughs> times this morning shoes and coach shoes yeah. on get your shoes on <laughs> by the end of it i'm like get your shoes on it's horrible my neighbors must hate me <laughs> all right the next question says top tips for balancing working earning money and childcare as a single parent I don't fucking know. Uh, <laughs> like, I, not, I haven't worked this one yeah, out yet. Either have I. Yeah, it's so hard. It is. It is such. It is such a juggle. Like yeah. it's such a juggle. And if anyone does have any magic kind of, yeah, answers to this, definitely let me know. But yeah, it's hard. I think you have to be really organized and try and like. Well, obviously, you have to be really organized, but organize things in a way that you know, you can kind of get into a system with it. Um, but I don't know if, 
I don't know, I, I'm sure a lot of single parents will relate, but I find myself when my son goes down, it's kind of back to work. It's kind of, mm. you know, it doesn't really, it never really stops. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it, it's shit. It's a, it? ju- it's, it's a joke. I don't have an answer because <laughs> I, I, before um, me and um, my ex-husband separated, I'd never lived on my own before. So I'd never done bills. I'd never, I'd, I mean, I used to work three days a week. Um, well, yeah, I still worked the other two days because I was sorting stuff around the house and looking after kids and stuff. So, um, you know, I had, so I had to start working five days a week and I, you know, it's just, it's probably one of the hardest things, but I think for me, what I did to start with was kind of beat myself up about what I hadn't done. So like, you know, if the house was a mess, I would use, I used to beat myself up about it. And I think it's about letting some things go. So, you know, if you have got to work in the evening, but the pile of pots are still in the sink just let it go and Mm. don't worry about it because you know and obviously financially it's hard um but yeah this you have to kind of let the little things just you'd forget about them because otherwise you have everything on top of you Mm. all of the stress of the financial and getting kids to school because you know that's getting the kids to school going to work getting back to school to pick them up getting home making dinner you know putting them to bed washing them it's just it's never ending I don't, I don't think there's I don't know how to juggle it all no <laughs> it's interesting because people often I get quite a few questions from people sort of saying you know I'm in my 40s now I'm single I'm probably not going to end up ever having children am I really missing out and and sometimes I just this kind of thing makes me go no Actually, you're winning at life because you will only ever have to be responsible for yourself. And actually, that's really quite a nice thing. I mean, obviously, having children is wonderful and I would not swap my child for anything, even if I'd had a vision into this, you know, in the past and then been given that choice. Now you've seen what mothering is like. Do you still want to do it? I'd probably say, yeah, Um, I wouldn't give him up. But actually, it's it, it really comes with a lot of hard stuff uh and actually sometimes i do think god non-parenting life must be so great i mean i could barely even can remember what it's like to just be a normal adult without those responsibilities and when you're obviously a single parent then you you do it on your own yeah and that just makes it even harder because there's no one you know if you've not got that cash or you you know you need something or you need to do something there's Mm -hmm. nobody there to kind of turn around and and say Share hi the bird and yeah, yeah exactly yeah, and, or to hug yeah. sometimes that's all you need yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. some of the hard time i find it hardest is when it's like um a really hot weekend or something i'm driving back on my way to go and collect him from yeah. after school club and i see all these people on a friday night at, in beer gardens just chilling looking like they're living life and i'm like gotta go pick up my fucking check <laughs> like, go and sit at home and watch fucking power rangers and um yeah, so so I, I definitely think that in in reference to those people who are worrying about not having children, you are actually going to have a much more, more enjoyable life in many respects um, and and save yourself a lot of this anxiety. I mean, to be a parent, I think, is a very anxious... To choose to be a parent means that you are choosing anxiety it's for the rest of your yeah, life. It's funny that you say that. When I had my son at first, my phone went on silent and it literally hasn't been off silent mm. since because I just found it so kind of triggering, like just the my phone ringing or something. I don't know why. It's just when I, when I became a mom, I, I'm just kind of, I guess... 
you know, highly tuned into kind of every noise, everything. And yeah, I think you are on high alert, Mm. like a lot, a lot of the time as a parent and I co-parent. So when my son is with his dad, you know, I've kind of trained myself to, you know, to be able to sort of relax and enjoy it and like try and switch off as much as much as I can. Um, and all of that but but when he's yeah when he's when he's on my watch like I've always got you know one eye over my shoulder and kind of turning around and yeah it's hard to just you can never just let go even when yeah. he, even when my son's at his dad's I can never just quite fully let go because I always know you know it's not, I'm kind of past the sort of majorly chaotic weekends that I used to have before I was a mother but you could never just go fuck it I'm gonna get <laughs> fucked on Saturday night and call in sick to work on Monday you can never do that again you're always like oh it's, I've got to go and collect him at five o'clock I've got to go to bed you know I never I don't think I've, I've slept properly since becoming a mum and I mean I'm I, I wake up at seven, seven o'clock on the dot regardless of whether he's with me or not I just think you, you it changes everything doesn't it it does it just yeah. changes everything yeah hopefully this podcast will act as contraception <laughs> for some people and I feel like we've possibly not even answered the original question no what no we, well it, it was the top tips for balancing working earning money and childcare as a single parent but sorry yeah well <laughs> I I I'm literally I, broke like I, I just don't know how to answer this question well I think what what Ellie said is, is a really good point you can't do it all so so if yeah. you try and do it all, then you're just going to feel like a failure. It is impossible to feel like you're doing a brilliant job at everything. It's just not realistic. Mm-hmm. So I just think you do the best you can. And you also just try and give yourself a bit of kind of kudos and appreciation for what you are doing, because we don't have partners that are there bringing us home flowers, telling us what an amazing job we're, yeah. we're doing. So we need to do it for we need to try and remember to appreciate ourselves and Mm. yeah and just and take a minute and I think the hardest thing is just taking a minute just to switch off and like you know just have a bit of chill time because I think a lot of the time we feel like we need to be on the go on the go on the go always doing something and yeah so yeah it's interesting isn't it sometimes if I haven't got him um I think, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to have a takeaway and yeah. Netflix. But then I can't relax because I'm like, oh, I didn't fold all the fucking I laundry. Know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. glad that's not just me. Yeah, oh. no, me too. Now you can yeah. just never let it go. Yeah. But I think that that is probably the best tip is to only do what you can manage. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Yeah. Don't look at all these... Um, I, 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 w- <sighs> I don't want to be negative about the mummy instas because actually there's so much positivity from a lot of those mummy instas. Um, you know, that whole kind of mum crowd on Instagram. Um, I think that they are very positive. They've done some really wonderful things for a lot of women. Again, helping to get that message out that we're all struggling. It's hard for everybody. But I think some of them, when you look at those accounts, you think, wow, you've got your hair blow dried every day and just swanning around to this event and that event and you're bossing it. But and the actually, kitchen's nice and tidy. The yeah. kitchen's are massive and time. They're all just like, woohoo, with like filters on and cool music in the background. And, um, and I think sometimes it, you can torture yourself by li- looking at other mums, especially on Instagram, who look like they're just achieving all of this and yeah. it's all wonderful. And actually, you don't know what's going on behind. They're probably struggling just as Absolutely. much as we are. 
Um, yeah, Instagram so is not a good reflection. Everybody of is there at half past eight in the morning saying, "Get your shoes on, get your yeah. bloody shoes yeah. on." I've asked you five times, or I'm just, I'm just going to leave the house without you. Yeah. Exactly, <laughs> go to school without your shoes on. Eyes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so so give yourself a break. Let some things go. Don't look at other mothers and think that they're doing incredibly well and put pressure on yourself for that. In terms of childcare, also I think that sometimes what people don't do is is ask enough. Exactly. Yeah. I think a lot of people kind of go, oh, I don't want to put it on my mom. Or, uh, but actually, if you said to your really great friend or your sister, look, I want to go out on a date on Friday. Could you please have my kid? They'll be like, yeah, go yeah. for it. But I think people worry a lot about being a burden on other people. And actually, sometimes just be bold and ask what's the worst that can happen they can say no yeah exactly and i think it comes with time as well because when you first kind of become a you know a single mom and you you've not got your child there you are thinking about them a lot but now i've got to the point where you know i'm in london i've been out last night and Mm. i'm not you know i'm actually i love the kids and miss them at the same time you know i'm I'm enjoying myself yeah and And it takes time so he gets that a lot actually I've, i've seen um you get a lot of stories or comments about people who really struggle with those weekends i read one and it was about this woman who was like had to hand over the kid and then spent the entire weekend kind of like stroking her kids soft toys i know staring at photos and stuff and it's like actually even though it's really hard to let go isn't what you've got to start you You have have to to. otherwise you're just gonna you know you're gonna be miserable and and i have to say in my own personal experience like i have so as I say we co-parent um so every uh we do alternating weekends as well but I've really kind of learned to make the most of those weekends Mm. so like plan little trips with friends or just have fun stuff in the diary and I just try and coordinate my social life around you know when my son is with his with his dad and I kind of make it fun and I make it something to to look forward to and then I actually do really end up looking forward to the weekends yeah. when my son isn't with me no, yeah. I know that sounds awful but no, like but it doesn't sound awful um, because we're supposed to retain yeah, our independence exactly. and I think that makes us better parents I think it does when you look forward to your child yeah. coming back on the Monday because you've had a great weekend exactly. you've had that respite and then exactly. it's like, okay I can get back to this again completely and whether that's kind of you know going out and having like fun with your friends whether it's you know sometimes it's catching up and work sometimes mm. it's you know tidying the house sometimes it's literally lying horizontal and watching binge watching not having yeah. any responsibility yeah. for like a weekend you know and again it comes down to kind of enjoy those little things enjoy not having anybody to have to kind of get up and get ready and shower and clean and instead kind of enjoy the fact that you're just Oh, I can get. Out. I can go and have a coffee, yeah. and no one is going to eat my cake. Exactly. I get to eat that cake <laughs> yeah. all by myself. Yeah. I can do a poo on my own without <laughs> yeah. somebody banging on the door. Like, oh, <laughs> my, poo. Daughter, yeah, yeah. my my daughter does that all the time. But she's like, I like to watch you poo, mine. Oh, so so sorry, funny. darling. <laughs> my son's the same. He just comes in there and sits there. I'm like, dude, is there nothing better in this house to do than watch me do a poo? And he'll sit there going, oh, it stinks, mommy. Well, you're like choosing to be here, you weirdo. God, I'm glad uh, it's not just mine. They're all oh mad, aren't no, they? The kids are. Are, it's like, sometimes I look at him and I'm like, it's like hanging around with someone on serious drugs. Like, you know, sometimes he's just, the stuff he does, I'm like, have you taken some ease or what? Like, kids, kids are mad. Um, so, I mean, this kind of, the last question fits in with another one that we had, which was strategies for handling the responsibility of being solely responsible for everything. So I think we've kind of touched on that. But you you had a question, Zoe, didn't you, from one of your followers that touched on mother's guilt? Yeah, mother's guilt. Yeah, th- um, asking how to kind of manage mother's guilt. Mm. Yeah, I think, 
I don't know. I think when you give birth, you kind of give birth to guilt, don't yeah. you? Like it's just guilt and anxiety. I don't yeah. think there's been a day where I haven't had mother's guilt. Exactly, guilt and anxiety. It's just. I think part of it. I think every mother in the world experiences mother guilt, mother's guilt, yeah. and it's just how much we love our our kids and want them and worry about them and want them to be happy and kind of worry yeah. about everything we do, how it's going to impact them. So. But I think that, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely struggle with it, um, for and I sure. I think it makes you, a mother's guilt is, is what makes you a good mom because, mm. you you know, you, you have those, those feelings. My children went because they'd been with their dad over the bank holiday weekend and then I'd had them on Wednesday night and then, I, and then they've gone back to their dads and they're with my mom tonight. So they're like, oh, but why, you know, why are we having to stay with other people again? Mm. And, and I felt so awful because, you know, I'm, I'm, down, I'm doing something fun for me and they're, you know, and they're obviously feeling sad. But at the same time, you know, this, I, it didn't mean for it to happen happen that way it's just that way and they'll get over it and, yeah. and, and then they'll be excited to see me again you know after after they're not seeing me for a few days yeah but there, there is that kind of I think just that's what, what we are what's make what makes us good mums is that we feel guilty I think yeah you know, it's it it's guilt about everything though, isn't it? Like before I had him, I was like, my child will only eat mashed avocado and rice cakes and, you know, and he will never watch TV. And then after I had him, it's like, have a lolly and shut up and sit in front <laughs> yeah. of CBeebies for two hours while I do a poo. Not, don't do a poo for two hours. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like it all goes out the window and then you think, oh shit, I've given him a lolly. Oh God, this is going to rack his teeth and all the sugar content. And then you sit them in front of YouTube for a bit because that's the only thing that will like enable you to do some cleaning but then you're like oh my god he's watching like children opening toys what's gonna do to his brain and then you know and then i feel guilty about the shoe thing you know put your shoes on put your shoes on put your shoes on and then i'm like oh god i shouted at him and then i've sent him off to school and is he gonna be okay because i've shouted at him like um for me it's always on the day that they go to their dads and they're always i'm always shouting at them and then i'm like spend the whole day and the whole weekend and i'm just like oh my god they're gonna hate me yeah i'm such a bad mom and i'll go on instagram and i'll put like a sobby story on there and everyone's like but we all do it and then Mm. i've forgotten about it and it's true because you know a lot of the time you shout at them before they go to bed and then obviously you go in when they're asleep and kiss them on the head and stroke them and yeah. like oh god I'm so sorry but in the morning that they're you're like I'm sorry about last night and they're like what yeah like, it's, it's so true you. I've been through that so many times and it is always that it's like before bed it's like ah and then I do that I go and look at him with his little innocent face I'm like I love you so much I can't oh, believe I have shouted person. at you about eating your dinner and then and yeah then the next morning I'm shouting at him again about his socks and then the whole fucking process starts again. Yeah, I'm sure everyone listening will relate to all of this. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just it's it's just part of it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah but and, it, and, and you know they 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 do things that would they just they wind you up. You know, like one day they like peas, the next day they don't. It's yeah. just oh God. That is so why do they do that with food? I know. <laughs> He's like, I love tomatoes, so I buy a fucking kilo of tomatoes. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it's tomato pasta tonight. I don't love tomatoes anymore. <laughs> you liked them yesterday you freak like know. so you know it, it's enough to test even the, <laughs> the most so thing of the Dalai Lama yeah. it is so testing and I guess that it is magnified when you are solely responsible for everything yeah I think as a single parent I think the mother's guilt is probably 10 times worse because you haven't got that other person to do the shouting you haven't got that other person to lay in bed with at night and go oh, I wonder if yeah. dads have dad guilt I mean, it I've would be good. No, and I, I it would be say good. the same. No, yeah. it's. I suppose it's because you know. I mean, I, I remember when I was pregnant with my son, and I ate some chorizo, 
and then obviously it's unlike you know it's not cured and mm. it's and I, mm. I I was like oh he's gonna be blind <laughs> it's gonna be my fault and I had that guilt until he was born until oh, you know God, until he can I actually know. see or well, why but you know it's mm. and you know his dad was kind of like oh you don't need to worry you don't need to worry and there I'm like I've destroyed his eyes <laughs> with some chorizo <laughs> <laughs> thank God he was okay and he's absolutely fine yeah you can, you can see even like the smallest bit of onion in his pasta <laughs> yeah. so, you know oh we've all been there yeah. with the onion um so yeah again i mean the strategies for handling the responsibility of being solely responsible for yourself is exactly the same as what we answered before yeah give yourself a break let it go you can't do everything you can only do your best as long as your kids are warm clean even if they're not that clean even if you just give them a wipe because they're <laughs> refusing to get in the bath um but no clean well-fed warm the rest is a bonus it is, you know? yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah give yourself a break all right the next question says my ex and i aren't together but he's supportive his mum does three school runs for me a week so i really need her in my life the problem is that she's a judgy cow and constantly makes comments about the kids coats or shoes not being right for the weather or she'll make slight digs about me always being at work how do i handle this without losing her support that's horrible isn't it yeah Hmm. Have either oh, of you got any experience of this shit, mother-in-law? You probably don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no comment. Luckily, my mother-in-law is amazing. My son's dad's mum is just... I, lo- I think I love her more than I ever loved him. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't see my um, ex-mother-in-law at all. I'm, I'm not seeing her since we separated. So for me, I don't really have any experience of it. I mean, she she was quite judgy, you know, previously, uh, or when we were together. And I... And I now I don't really know how I'd handle it if it was me mm. single because I think you feel like it's it's somebody it's somebody kind of making you feel bad and I think you just I re- oh actually I don't know the answer to this mm. because I've not been in that situation it's a really sensitive I, situation isn't it I think if it was possible you know if it was possible or she had it in her uh, the person who wrote that question to kind of sit down and have a chat with her and say maybe I really appreciate everything you do and how involved you are and um you know I just like want to keep it that way and obviously it really helps me out but it does like you do make comments and and question me and you know it feels quite judgmental and it's 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 affecting the relationship and it's making things difficult for me and I just want it like mm. it to be a healthy dynamic and so I don't know if it would be worth seeing if she would be responsive to that I yeah. guess it depends how much of a judgy cow she, she and I is wonder if, I wonder if she's judgy to um so this is her mother-in-law so I wonder if yeah. she's judgy to the dad you know, does, does she say question, does she say yeah. anything to him about the coats and that? Because I mean, we we do uh, my myself and the kids' dad have our own clothes at each other's house, but yeah. there are some things like the school coats that are kind of between us, and if they get grubby, I'll try and wash them. But you know, at the back of my mind, it's still kind of like, oh, somebody's going to be judging the fact mm. that it's dirty. But who are, who are they judging? Are they judging me or are they judging the dad? And I think a lot of the time, it's, it comes back to that mother mother's guilt is that it's always on the mum that should be the responsible for everything. Yeah. And yeah, but I wonder if she said anything to to. The guy. Yeah, she, I, that that would be my first place to start. Would be to speak to him mm. and to say your mum's kind of upsetting me with some of the stuff that she's saying but I definitely get that like when I send him off to his dad's for the weekend sometimes he wants to choose his own clothes and pack his own clothes and I'm like 
he'll put these jeans he loves he's got these jeans that he loves and he won't let them go and they're like size the age six or something now <laughs> so they're like right up at the ankle his whole little ankles are coming out and i'm like you just wear them like in private at home but every time he wants to send them to his dad's i'm like please like don't take them to your dad's because i feel like i'm gonna get judged yeah not because they're horrible people but they're just gonna be like what the fuck is he wearing yeah um so so i do get that kind of sensitivity and i'm always really keen to send him in like new fresh clean stuff so that i don't get judged and so again back to the mother's guilt thing sometimes i wonder if we kind of feel judged when actually sometimes they're not even but obviously this woman is in a position where the woman's actually making digs mm. about things you know and i can imagine she kind of reminds me of that sort of hyacinth bouquet type oh is that you sure that's the right thing for this weather you yeah. know and that must really great you of especially course. if you can't say anything because you're relying exactly. on this person yeah it's a really tricky yeah. dance. For, for support so you don't want to you don't want to fuck her off because yeah. without her, I mean, as we know, juggling childcare yeah. and all that shit is is crazy. Mm. I mean, childcare is so expensive as a single parent. But I would start with the ex and I would just say, your mum's comments are making me really uncomfortable. Do you get the same thing with her? And if he doesn't, then she, I guess she knows that that's coming from a place maybe not just of this mum being that kind of character, but actually that it's directed at her and yeah. she's going to need to unpick that, I guess. I mm. wonder if she's upset about the she ending of the relationship. She needs a very witty comeback is what she needs. Mm. I think you're the person for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice, see, I a nice witty comeback about, um, you know, short trousers or kind yeah. of, you know, scruffy coat. But they're kids. Yeah. That's the most annoying. And it's, it is really hard to have other people judging you and especially, like you say, with somebody who's helping out and, and somebody who's, you know, related to them yeah, as well because exactly. if you feel so strongly about something why don't you put them in something different yeah it's very true i think yeah. i think another starting point for her has got to be actually trying to not take on those yeah. comments and to know that they're just coming from somewhere within that woman doesn't actually mean that the kids clothes aren't right and there is actually nothing wrong with you working all the time you're doing that for your children exactly you need to earn money um so so she needs to find a way of going okay i'm, I'm expecting these comments to come yeah that's and true i'm gonna just have them as water as a duck's back exactly. okay find, find just a word or something that you when she comes up with them mm, cool whatever yeah. and then block it out i I, um, I think that is what you know you have to do but again something like that takes it takes time to kind of get to that point where you are okay because you know it is you do feel quite judged and it does make you feel bad but and you know i i'm the same now if people make comments now it's just kind of like well yeah well if you know i would get to the point where i was like telling me all this when you raised a man who fucking went off and cheated yeah (laughs) you know so but luckily my mother-in-law is not like that um so yeah handle it carefully that's the only thing you can do all right here's the big question the one that everybody wanted the answer to how can you make it work while co-parenting with a narcissist (laughs) (laughs) everyone's looking at each other i think this comes up a lot on frodo as well it comes it's 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 such a common uh theme um but i think so there's a method called gray rock that that people speak about yeah, a lot of the grey rock method, which is to treat the narcissist as if they're a grey rock. So they're, you know, they're they're not interesting. They're not uh, just kind of don't rise to the drama kind of thing. Um, and I think, and a lot of Frodo's who use this method have come back and said it is absolutely effective and it makes 
a huge difference. So I think, you know, that the less power that you can give away, the less reactive you can be, the less they can kind of dictate how your mood is going to be or how your day is going to be or you know, then the more kind of control you can have over that, um, the, the the better, the less it's going to d- destroy you. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's obviously like really, really hard and it takes a lot of like self-discipline. But I think in order to protect yourself, to protect your energy, to, you know, yeah, that that it's that you have to kind of cut cut yourself off. Obviously, when you have a child... You know, and if that child, if you're worried about your child or if their safety comes into question or their well-being, you know, and, and all of that, that that's that makes it so difficult, uh-huh. so difficult co-parenting with a narcissist because of the because of because of the child. But mm. I think you have to record everything if you're if you're worried um, about your child or how you're co-parent is is mm. behaving in that respect you just need to keep a record of 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 everything but try and just not give away your power by by reacting in mm. a in an you know in a rage or letting it ruin your day or ruin your weekend or feeling like you know because that's exactly what they want yeah, i think exactly yeah yeah i totally agree with all of that and i think sometimes you just have to kind of let let it slide let them have their way because it will make you feel better and you know you don't want to let them get away with things but you know if it comes down to oh they want to change a weekend or uh, you know anything that involves or they let you down just be like right that's fine that's that you know that's okay Mm. i'll work it out and you kind of um i don't know you just have to let them get for me anyway and for my my sister-in-law who is amazing and um she i've always lived by kind of her is that you know there might be a weekend i want to change so let him have that have him let, let you know what his changes that he wants to make and just remember that you know that kind of sets a precedence um you know if he introduces a girlfriend without telling you or he mm. does something without telling you he's set a precedence so it is really you know, because it's all about for them it's all about control mm-hmm. and it's all about them you know not not or making you feel bad um so it is it is difficult but i think yeah you just have to kind of not you have to not let it bother you what they yeah. do and you have to kind of think happy thoughts yeah yeah it is hard i i, I don't have any experience of co-parenting with a narcissist but i've worked with that on many occasions and i'm the child of a narcissist uh and so i i, I was you know, witness to my mum trying to do that with my dad. I think the thing about narcissism, I talk about this all the time, is that I think we kind of call everyone a narcissist who's a selfish prick. And and actually not all selfish pricks are narcissists. But if you know that your ex is a narcissist, you'll know that because of um, ongoing, incredibly selfish behaviour, a complete lack of empathy for you wanting to be in control um always being concerned about what they look like uh, you know how they look to other people um what other people think of you and their relationship um narcissists have got a lot of sort of sociopathic tendencies actually they can be very charming they really wind people in with their you know flirtatious and wonderful gregarious kind of attitude but then behind closed doors they are deeply insecure people um who don't really have much time for for anybody else's 
issues or needs or worries. Um, there'll be lots of gaslighting behaviors in response to arguments and it will just generally all revolve around them. And they often bring that into their relationship with kids as well, which is very problematic. Um, you know, a narcissist is unable to see how their behavior is impacting on their children. It'll all be about how their children's behavior is impacting on them um so co-parenting with a narcissist is incredibly difficult and a lot of people say oh my narcissist partner's left good fucking shut the door and you will do yourself and your children a lot of favors if he doesn't want to come back and i know that's difficult and i know that single parenting is difficult but actually co-parenting with a narcissist is a lot harder um and they will put you through things exactly like you said like randomly introducing to new girlfriends without a thought for how that might impact on the children lots of new girlfriends perhaps even they will purposely do things like if they know it's your birthday weekend coming up and you've got a big plan that will be the weekend that they don't turn up to come and get the kids because they know that it will cause a reaction and they know that it will fuck you up and then that whole weekend will become about them rather than being about you and that's exactly what they want um so in in terms of parenting with a narcissist it's really shit because you almost have to let go of what you really want and what you really feel but you have to if you want to manage that relationship then like you said it's not giving them that reaction I, I would first of all say don't have any expectations of them don't allow yourself to be disappointed if they don't turn up to see the kids on a particular day they want you to be disappointed don't do don't give them the pleasure of that so no expectations anything that they do and any time that they arrive is a bonus um also be realistic with your children as well age appropriately i think it's quite important i wish i in my teenage years had been introduced to the concept that my dad was a narcissist it wasn't until i was an adult and i started learning about narcissism and reading all these things and going oh shit that's my dad and um, maybe he did love me he just didn't know how to love me you know so i think a lot of things fitted into place as a result of me understanding who my dad was and, and where this all came from so i think introducing those concepts age appropriately to our children even when they're very little you know when they ask questions you don't say well your dad's a narcissist but you try to you know there's lots of different people and types of people in the world and some people can't handle this and some people, you know, start to introduce those concepts. Um, but also prepare yourself, I think, for, for, for the way that they might react to different things. Know, I mean, you've presumably been in a, in a relationship with this person, so you're going to know how they react to certain things. You're going to know that they might give you the silent treatment as a result of something. They might gaslight you as a result of something else. You know that they're not going to accept responsibility for things um, and they're going to turn things back on you. So expect all of that so that none of it is a surprise and that you're fully prepared to deal with that when it comes. Um and yeah, just, the, I would say that probably the best thing to do is to have things formal, formal contact arrangements. So there is none of this room for them to go, I'm not turning up, I'm not doing this, you know, and th so that you have less contact with them as well. Yeah, I mean, me and the kids today, they we have a calendar that we set out at the beginning of the year and it's not in, inflexible, unflexible. You know, we can change weekends if we need to, but at least we know that that's when we have the children, that's when we're having the children and it makes it, it does make it a little bit easier to kind of, you know, certainly for half term and things like that because you, you, you kind of, I you know, I need to plan when I've got the kids, mm. childcare, things like that. And it does make it a lot easier to kind of, 
you know not then have to kind of go oh it's my weekend it's your weekend it's my you know it's yeah. set in well, not set in stone but it's there for you both to see and you both agreed it and it is quite important to have you know to have that so that you, you know where you are I think more than anything mm. so yeah definitely kind of having that um and then for a lot of people they don't want to talk to their exes if they're narcissists yeah um you know uh, I have a friend who she uh, got a mobile and gave it to her mum and he goes through her mum because he was so vile to her he would send her horrible messages and you know constantly be just evil um and so she took us she took that out of the equation he couldn't message her anymore he could talk to his kids through his you know through the phone that his mum had that her mum had and you know kind of almost taking herself out of that situation mm. meant that he couldn't harm her anymore mentally because that's what he was doing at every opportunity he would belittle her make her feel bad and you know it's that that's what they want is they want you to feel bad so kind of think about ways in which you can take that if you can out of that kind of situation and and make it so it's you know it's easier because if you've got somebody who's a third party doing kind of handover and and contacts and things like that yeah definitely i think yeah i think it's certainly if you've got somebody who is not just you know the message because I mean I still talk to the kids dad about you know what we, what the kids are up to and things like that but that's because I'm trying so hard to be you know a good to show the kids that when they get married one day that we'll be in the same room together and it'll yeah. be fine because the last thing I want them to think is you know that we can't be in the same room together and you know we do parents evening together and it's not it's not great it's not fun it's not like the way I'd like to spend an hour but you know it's 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 got to be these things have got to be done so mm. the best relationship that you can have with an ex no matter what they're like I think is somewhere you you need to be so if it means taking you know them so they can't contact you directly out of the equation so that your mental health recovers then I think that's you know it's certainly a good thing to do and yeah to have plans set out so you all know where you are so the kids know where you are because you know even my kids know on a calendar when they're with the dad and it makes it easier for them to kind of understand right this is the day that I see them because they get upset when it changes yeah and so I think those things are quite important to kind of have that those boundaries as well Mm. for yourself more than anything is you know because if you're not happy if you're um depressed or it's causing your mental health such distress then that that rubs off on the kids and it shows and and, you know you're not you're not the best that you can be Mm. and it's a a horrible place to be i think yeah yeah and also i think you know the thing is it's not just your responsibility to to make co-parenting work it takes two people to make co-parenting work and i think that if you feel that you're wholly responsible for getting this person into shape and getting him to do the right thing that's a lot of pressure on you and i think all you can really be concerned about is yourself your children he can be left to his own devices you can enable things in the best way possible you can make sure that weekends are free for him you can do your best but you can't force another person to be a good parent you can't teach another person to be a good parent so take the pressure off that as long as your kids have got one good consistent lovely parent in you then they'll be okay they will be okay um and and so i mean yeah I i think like you say again narcissists can be really evil and they will do a lot of belittling they'll be a bit like that mum that judgy cow mum that we spoke about who will criticize your children's clothes they will criticize my 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 dad used to do that in order to get at my mum he would refuse we would turn up it's such a significant memory for me I talk about this all the time one weekend my mum brought us to my dad's 
uh, house and he opened the door and he just went you look like absolute tramps I had a whole weekend planned for you and now I can't take you out of the house because you look so disgusting I mean daddy issues fucking pending from that point like but but that was all to get at my mum and I understand that now you know it wasn't about we didn't look like tramp mm. well, we probably did actually we were really poor but um but you know it was just all about going your mum fuck your mum um so it was very very confusing for us but again try, you've got to try to know that they're not doing that because you are a shit mum they're doing that probably more likely because actually your your parenting threatens them and they know that they'll never be able to achieve how fucking fantastic you are um so yeah it's it's not your responsibility to work you can only do your best try the gray rock method mm. what do you do literally picture your ex as a, a rock you just like you know as yeah exactly just don't not react so i think with the narcissist you know they they want you to mm. react and to have that control over your emotions and and your reactions so i think if yeah the the gray rock method is think of them as a gray rock nondescript and so just like you know what would you do with the gray rock you would barely notice it mm. you know you it was just it's just there yeah so yeah and so just to be civil business-like you know mm. and not give away anything else and then go and like scream to the high heavens and you know curse your head off or whatever if they're not there but don't give them the kind of benefit yeah. of seeing that yeah. emotion in you well, they, they thrive on that don't they, they that's, do. that's what they it's it. about so yeah it's completely that is the, the best way to be to just mm. yeah not show not show them that you're upset go and scream into a pillow mm. or go yeah. and you know t- talk to your friends mm. when when the kids have gone i think mm. that, is, that is the best thing to do that's that's why i love instagram yeah because i can moan on there and there's so many people that understand yeah, yeah. and you know i don't I think that's what what you need. Again, Definitely. if only there was some sort of app. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my head, there was one coming in September. Yes. Perhaps. Yeah. Um, because that's it. Finding other parents who understand what you're coming through, or what you're going through, I think is really, really important. Because you know, having those that that group of people to uh, talk to about it who understand because when you've got kind of married friends it's very difficult for them to Mm. really get what you're going through and Mm. even if somebody's living with that kind of person they don't know it you don't really know it until you've you've left it um and so yeah i think finding other people who are going through a similar thing or being through a similar thing and talk to them yeah don't ever give the satisfaction of you being cross or yeah, angry or yeah, upset exactly. to that other person. And I think find out about narcissism, not just from Instagram. Actually, look, there's some good mm. YouTube videos. There's this um, female doctor, she's American, I can't remember her name, but she's done some really good YouTube videos about narcissism. I think it's really important that you familiarise yourself with it because you are now parenting the child of a narcissist and it is there, it's going to be really important for you to manage all of the the things that come from that because their narcissism is not just going to impact on you it is going to impact on the child narcissists do have crazy expectations of their children there's a lot of pressure their children might feel like they're never good enough their children might feel like they're unloved or unwanted um you know and again children learn from 
narcissistic parents not to take responsibility not to be accountable to fend off anything that feels uncomfortable not wanting to deal with those kind of emotions so in order for your children to to grow in the best way you learning about narcissism and having a good understanding of it and providing a counteraction to that and, and helping your children to find strategies and coping mechanisms for that is also really important um but you will get there and everybody will be fine and there is lots of support available on instagram and and social media be careful what you read though because not everything you can google you know co-parenting with an artist well, i was just you gonna say some weird forum because before years and years ago we probably wouldn't have used the word narcissist it's, no. it's become kind of like the i suppose the buzzword, buzzword yeah. yeah um so do you think that kind of before it was just a dickhead yeah <laughs> and now it's a narcissist and sometimes it feels a little bit dangerous always labeling everybody mm. as as a narcissist I yeah think, you know because so that, that's why it's important to look at, at what that is important. because there are very kind of you know specific like you say sociopathic mm. traits to mm. kind of the way that they are so it is you kind of have to be careful that you're not you labeling somebody as a narcissist that that isn't i mean they i think it's just somebody who's just a prick basically yeah. <laughs> and this that came up on my, my podcast with women's aid where i was sort of saying you know a lot of these controlling abusive partners seem to be narcissists and they said it was really unhelpful to give that label to these abusive partners because actually they're just abusive partners and when we label them as narcissists it almost um gives them an excuse to be behaving that way and it makes people feel like oh well i can accept that because he's a narcissist and it's not his fault when actually it is his fault and he's an abusive person yeah, and he could be he could be different he could not do that yeah it's so yeah giving them it's that a choice it's allowing them exactly to be like that, so. i mean narcissism is a certified mental illness which is diagnosable under the mental health manual the dsm-5 where which lists every single mental illness and narcissism is one of them so i think you do have to distinguish between whether somebody is actually a certified narcissist that would meet all of these criteria set out in the, in the mental health manual diagnostic manual or are they just somebody who is a selfish prick um so so i think definitely be careful about labeling unnecessarily but yeah look, look at the information available and and if if they you know i think there are a lot of narcissists about and i think especially this generate you know current generation of young people who are now becoming adults 25 year olds and whatever who've grown up with social media i think narcissism is becoming actually quite a dangerous thing um generated by this whole just selfie culture and and all of yeah, that it, def it definitely is yeah um but but real narcissism there there are some real clear traits to it and i think you definitely need to make sure uh which is which all right so knowledge is power that's right i tell ya. <laughs> um my ex is now sorry it's not my ex i'm moving on to the next question by the <laughs> but actually my ex is now with the woman he left me for so it's kind of accurate uh my ex is now with the woman he left me for last year and has asked if our daughter can meet her the thought of this makes me feel completely sick what should i do um well my ex um is with the woman that he left me for and um he introduced the kids to her like without me knowing so it's i you know it was quite difficult i found out from my son that they were together it was it was all quite messy um and you know it is it is hard to think that that woman is you know being involved in their lives but um i kind of for me it's it, it was really it's really hard there's no doubt about it it's you know it's a difficult situation to be in but 
if she's nice and he's with her, then you kind of don't really, I know this sounds really awful, but you really don't have a choice. If, if he wants to introduce her, he will mm. and he can. And that's his, his right to, obviously, you know, it, but it's, it is hard. It's really hard because, you know, this is um, somebody who might potentially be their stepmom one day. Mm. And, you know, I, I'm going through that kind of situation at the moment. And, you know, it, it is hard. Time does kind of heal a bit, I think. But that first initial kind of shock of them meeting meeting her, mm. is it, it, was, it was really difficult. And I cried a lot. And I don't really know kind of what how how you deal with it mm. but you kind of you do have to yeah that that sounds really awful i don't mean it to sound like no, it's no, kind of right. like it's not you know there's nothing you can do about it yeah because it, but you know you kind of see this as another person in your child's life who might bring them great benefits they might you know be able to do something that you can't like a craft or you know they can sing or they can do in you know this is another person in your child's life who is going to be in their life mm. if they're going to stay with you know their dad yeah so kind of try and see it as a positive thing not necessarily a negative thing and one day you might meet somebody as well that you kind of want to introduce your children to and how how, how will you feel about um you know or how do you think he'll feel about that so it's kind of trying to see it from from both sides but i do think the extra sick feeling comes from the fact that it's the woman that yeah he left her for definitely I think that brings because you well that's just like a kick to the stomach yeah isn't it's it? difficult it's not to yeah. fucking hate that woman like fuck you for not being part of the sisterhood fuck you for going with a married man or an attached man like you fucking can't like sorry i'm kind of a bit passionate about this <laughs> no and, and <laughs> i i i disliked oh, that, uh, this is going to go out there so but it, I find it really hard yeah. and I didn't like um, my, my uh, ex's girlfriend for a very long time mm. um, but last year I invited her and my ex-husband and the children and we all went to watch pantomime together and you know she is really nice she's mm. a really lovely person the kids absolutely adore her so you know uh, eventually you kind of you, you do get over it and if anything like you know i'm now on my I, on my own and i have fun and you know she's she's with somebody who you know this 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 woman that this guy is with is with a woman it's with a man sorry that mm. um you know has cheated on someone why would you yeah. want to be with that person so think yourself kind of lucky but yeah. at the same time you know she could be a genuinely lovely person and yeah you it's, i think it'll be good oh no it won't be good but do you know what does that yeah. make? Does that make sense? It makes am I, am I talking yeah, absolute no, crap? No, no, no. <laughs> makes makes total it makes total sense. Mm. Yeah, I haven't been faced with it yet in my own personal situation. Um, but yeah, the, the, like I'll be completely honest. The thought of it like sends my head into a spin. Mm. You know, I feel like it would be yeah, it would be if it came up. I think I would. I think it would be really hard. Very hard. Really, really, deal with. really hard. My um, my um, my best friend, one of my best friends, was having an affair with this guy. It was years ago. She was having an affair with her boss, and we. It was like proper textbook affair. He'd been married to this woman for years since they were about nineteen or something. Uh, and my friend started having this affair with him. We were like, "What are you doing? You're mad." And he'd given her all this, like, you know, the marriage is over, but I'm staying with her until my daughter goes to uni. I mean, the daughter was like four at the time. So we were like, right, he's telling you he's not going to leave for another 14 years. This is never going to happen. Get out of this. She was like, no, no, I'm in love. And it was proper textbook stuff. He'd go away with his wife. 
to New York and she'd be getting Tiffany and Asian provocateur stuff delivered to her desk. And, you know, we were just like, ah. Uh, and then one day it all came out. I think they'd gone away for a dirty weekend or something. And then one of her bras was in his wash bag and his wife went to do the washing and found this bra. And then it all came out and she, the wife kicked him out and he moved straight in to my friend's house. And the wife's response was, this was just right around Christmas time, I believe. And the wife's response was like, right, well, I want to meet her if she's going to be part of my daughter's life. And literally within a week, they went out for this weird dinner together. The child wasn't there, but it was the ex-wife, well, now ex-wife. And... Um, my friend just said it was so fucking weird, but it was as if this wife had just gone, cool, I'm not going to fight against it. You're going to be in my daughter's life. Let's make this work. Amazing. Then they spent Christmas together. I mean, they're like, they go on little holidays together. Yeah. She's now married to him. They've got a child of their own. We're like 10 years down the line from when that all happened. But his ex-wife was just really stoic about it. Wow. She was like, cool, let's do this. Yeah. Uh, which we all thought was like, fucking hell, she's a weirdo. Mm. Um, but I think she probably did it in the best it, way. For the kids, yeah. Well, well, I think so she, you're doing it at the end of the day. You're, you know, you want your kids to be happy. Mm. The, the, it would be so much harder if, you know, the kids didn't like her. Yeah. and didn't want to go around there. So the yeah. fact that they do like her, the mm. fact that, you know, they and, and, and she uh, has embraced the fact, that, you know, the kind of the motherhood with, um, with my ex-husband yeah I can only ask for that really exactly. I if it had if it, been the other way around if they'd hated it it would have been awful and you know if they hadn't wanted to go around there it would have broken my heart yeah so actually it's a good thing that they they like it and I, I think yeah. you just have to kind of see it that way and it is it's but it is hard and it is a kick to the stomach because hard. you're their mum and you don't want another woman in their life because mm. you know you don't want to think that anybody else would be replace them but my children always tell me and everybody always tells me you know you will never um and be replaced that, but yeah and you won't uh, yeah. 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 the so, mother bond is so strong isn't but that's, it you know it, that's what kind of goes through your head yeah but it, um yeah you kind of you just you've got to um, you've got to embrace it yeah. but it is it is fucking hard, is. and you know, I, I, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm being. You just get, you know, just gotta no, get no, on with you're it. Right. You're right. But it is, it's, it's gonna happen at some point. Yeah, and it will probably happen. The, it never seems to bother the men as much. I think mm. it's always, some men it does, some men it doesn't. I think it depends what they are, or you know how they are. But, um, you know, certainly I think it, women just feel really bad because it's, mm. it's, it's their babies. But yeah, it comes up a lot on Frodo as well this this topic comes up all the time and um actually only in the last few days someone wrote, wrote in about it and there was a flurry of of answers and uh, someone you know well a few people wrote in and they were saying about obviously it's really really hard but that they have become to yeah kind of try and form some kind of a friendship mm. with, even though I can't even imagine I, I haven't been in that situation mm. personally so it's you know um but and and think of the you know the new the new girlfriend or whatever the new partner as another kind of person in the you know as another kind of person in the kids kind of team you know sort of thing and if I guess if you think of it that way it's kind of like okay it's just one more person that's gonna like care for my child yeah. and love and love my child and kind of be in their corner which I think is quite a nice way of of looking at it instead of kind of a competition a mm. mother kind of figure competition thing it's not that it's just 
the dad's partner who's also going to be looking out for your child. Yeah, the more people to love your child, the better. Yeah. There's somebody I follow um, on Insta at Badgyal Lolo, and she calls herself a bonus mum. So her partner had a child with somebody else, and then they met, and they've now had a child together, and they spend loads of time with his child from a previous relationship, and she doesn't see it as a stepmom. She's a bonus mum. Yeah. She's just an extra person who's there to love oh, that's a really that nice child. Way of it is like a nice that. way of putting it, isn't mm. it? Um, Obviously, this person, you know, has. Uh, this is the woman that uh, her partner left for so it yeah. is that kick in the stomach I, and i think that it's very difficult to get i mean i've i've experienced this myself my son left me while i was pregnant for a woman that he worked with and um I, it was very difficult at the beginning like he stopped speaking to me during the pregnancy at like six weeks into the pregnancy we, we lived together we were trying for a baby it was a very solid relationship we've been together for nearly six years and then it turned out he'd been seeing someone else yeah i got pregnant and then six weeks into the pregnancy he basically said to me if you're going to do this you're going to do it alone you are going to be a single mom me and my family are not interested in this at all and then he changed his phone number Oh I can laugh about it now because oh I'm just gosh. like, what were you Changed doing, you number. fucking dick? I mean, literally. That's unbelievable. It was, it was literally hell. Um, and I bumped into him once. So, yeah, so it was all fucking messy. And so the thought then of her being anything to do with my child's life was just like, fuck off. But I didn't have to think about that for a while because my son's dad just literally went ghost. Um, but then when he did come back, they were still together. And... Uh, and I mean, we phased it in slowly because obviously he didn't know my son. So like two and a half years later and he's saying, can I see my son? I'm like, your son doesn't know who the fuck you are. But he was young enough to accept at that time a dad. Mm -hmm. So when we were at two and a half, three, we were able to go, here's your dad. And he was like, cool. All right then. Hi, dad. Um, but we had to phase it in really slowly. And then and initially I was like, yeah, you can see him, but she can't. Yeah. I'm just not having it. I don't want her anywhere near my child. Yeah. She's a fucking cunt. Like the fact that she could sit by and enter into a relationship with a man who'd run away from his um, pregnant girlfriend tells me everything I need to know about her. She's a fucking slag. She's a, you know, I really, really hated her. But what I eventually realized was that I had to let go of all of that. And I did, I, I had kind of let go of all my anger towards him. I hadn't quite let go of my anger towards her. So I felt like she just wrecked everything. And she, I actually held her more responsible for his behavior um but yeah then eventually when he actually showed me that he was being a good dad and when I realized that my son was having a good time when he was with him and then we started to increase it to like a whole day and then overnight then I allowed him to see her and I just had to let go I just had to let go of it I just had to go you know if she's a total bitch, I will find out about it, but I don't think she is. And then I, you know, my son would come back and just say nice little things about her or she'd buy him little things. And then she became the mother of his brother, of a half brother. So, so now I'm really cool with it. Now I buy her birthday presents wow. and yeah, like, what a turnaround. yeah, like I wouldn't say me and her are friends mm -hmm. and it's still a bit awkward when we see each other, mm -hmm. but she is a great mum. She's a great bonus mum to my son. Um, she's the mum of my son's brother. So it's really important, you know, their family now. And now her mum is really involved with my son. He sees her mum. He calls her, her mum nanny. Mm. Um, so yeah it's worked out for the absolute best and if i'd have held on to that anger and that hatred for her it would have actually 
not benefited me mm. now i'm cool now they're like oh can you come stay this weekend it's not even his weekend i'm like yeah mm. go on but that would never have happened if i'd have put this blockage in between yeah. her and, and my son having a relationship yeah. um so yeah I, it is definitely a sickening difficult thing to do mm. but actually i reckon in the future most of those situations if you're just cool about it and and you, and you embrace it like you say i think it can really work out for the best yeah and it's, it's what's good, best for the kids as well yeah you know if if having that person in their life means that their dad's not stressed because he's you know trying to kind of juggle the the fact that she exists in his life yeah then you know i think it's it's better for everybody and yeah it's about it's time though it's it's hard and it's to start with mm. but time does help i think and you're letting go of that anger yeah. and you know when when you move on it's a lot easier i think if you know as well to kind of let go of that i think for me it got easier because i, I found a new partner mm. and so i was happy and he was happy and i think kind of then the fact that she was there it, it, she was she was a bonus mom yeah. and i hadn't really thought about it like that so that's kind of healed a bit more in me uh-huh. i think because it is still hard it's just st- still sting even and it's been you know over two and a half years mm. um but i think it, time is a healer and you just have to kind of go with it but it doesn't have to be a, a fast moving thing yeah. if you know she just meets him and and you know you kind of getting to know that other person or being in situations with them again it comes down to if they are going to be in their life forever and there's going to be the time when they get married or they graduate or mm. they you know they have parties or they have children and you're all going to have to be in the same room so you can't hold on to that yeah. anger forever and you know just just let you you know have time to heal really but mm. you know think about what's kind of best for for the kids and having a bonus mum or dad is i think a really great thing definitely all right next question that came up a lot is how the fuck do you juggle dating and being a single parent i am really fucking struggling the fox tell me that she is definitely <laughs> on the same page as <laughs> She's me definitely yeah. struggling yeah. <laughs> have either of you got any experience of this uh I mean, yeah, I mean, it is definitely difficult, I think. it's Yeah, well, just like what we were talking about before, everything's such a juggle anyway. So trying to kind of feel like you're doing a good job at, you know, being a mom, like running the household, like working, organizing time, all of that stuff. But then to throw in dating on top of that, it's kind of... Yeah, and it's hard. And I think in the world we live in today with, with the apps, it's just so fickle oh, anyway. It's so unbelievably fickle. Like, so it just, you know, and then adding on being a single parent on top of that, like, I think you do need to have a bit of a thick skin, you know what I mean? And just take it like a pinch of salt. And I think if you have decided that you want to be actively dating, just to kind of not take anything personally to take it with the pinch of salt to just put aside a bit of time now and now and again to do a bit of swiping or whatever or respond to a few messages and try and pencil in you know a date in real life kind Mm -hmm. of every every once in a while but yeah Yeah. it's it is like it's like a job yeah (laughs) yeah yeah I mean I, I I dated for a bit and it's obviously when the kids were with their, their dad, I meant I could go out on dates. I think my mum had them a couple of times so that I could go out as well. But it is really hard because, you know, it's you don't, you don't want to waste your time, do you? Because mm. it's, it's precious when you've, you've not got the kids. But at the same time, sometimes it's nice to have the attention. But I don't really know 
kind of how you juggle it because it's not just time it's finance as well because I have a, a friend who I work with who doesn't date and and she's so lovely but she doesn't date because she can't afford to go out not even for a coffee and you know so it's kind of it's trying to find all of the balances between mm. the finance of dating because you know if you're going out for meals and things like that you don't want to just expect that they will pay yeah. all the time because more and more these days they don't no um so you know it's it's the financial side of it as well so and i think yeah it's, it's you know what one. i think it makes it hard in so many different ways i think dating is hard anyway i mean i've hard made today, a whole like, fucking <laughs> career out of it i mean dating <laughs> is hard um especially today especially with the rise of the apps because mm. there is all these new phenomenons which have were there before but have massively increased because the yeah. apps like ghosting mm. people just whimsically talking to you and then not talking to you when they feel like it and all the fuckboyism and like yeah that. sending you dick pics <laughs> and wanting sex too soon and blah 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 so there's all this shit that you have to navigate with dating but then if you are a parent fucking hell it's like adding so much more to it and i, I think there's all these different layers to it so like you said, there's the stuff around not wanting to waste your time. So then you want to talk to people for quite a while to make sure that they're definitely, you know. But then there's also that thing of actually, do you even have the fucking time? Like, I absolutely hate speaking to a man on a dating app or if I've met him out in the street or whatever. And them going, oh, are you free on Wednesday? And me being like well, I, I'm not free until the 28th of, <laughs> of uh, March, but I could ask my mum at some point if she could oh do a Wednesday. And he's just like, it was so different before. Before it was just like, yeah, I can meet you after work. See, or, that you know, is so it's true. so spontaneous. That's so and, true. So I yeah. hate all of that, yeah. you know, and, it, and that's why I much prefer to date dads because I think they understand it mm. a lot more. Uh, people who aren't dads can be a bit like, so you've got all of that. You've got all this stuff around like, not wanting to waste your time and not having actually any time to even waste um so there is all of that and then you've obviously got the safeguarding side of things i think you've got to be really careful i never put on uh my profile that i've got children you don't want to become a target for people who are looking for single mums obviously i think you should tell people uh once you get chatting to them but don't kind of advertise it that you're a single parent then you've got the pitfalls of finding that actually that puts a lot of people off so when you yeah. tell somebody that you're a parent they fucking disappear which is a good thing it's good that they've gone at that stage but still it's a little bit disheartening and a bit like oh fuck um then you've obviously got the safeguarding stuff around bringing them into your house and introducing them to your kids you have to be so much more responsible you could be a bit reckless before when you don't have any children when nobody's depending on you you know it's only you that you need to worry about but actually as a parent when you're dating you have to make such much better choices and i think it's so important to look at red flags and things like that because it, you know you can throw caution to the wind when you don't have a child but if you have children you have got to filter out the bad ones because you're not going to just be affecting yourself if this relationship goes wrong you're going to be affecting your children then you've got the whole fucking crap of how much your body has changed since you last had sex or you know like if you're in a relationship pregnancy changes a lot of people's bodies and i think if you're in the, a relationship with the person who helped to create that body change then it's very different to suddenly going here's my c-section scar here's my saggy tits you know they didn't bear your child but enjoy them anyway <laughs> and i mean i think a lot of men do and you a lot of men tits. i do have great <laughs> do. tits thanks um 
I didn't after breastfeeding. That took a lot of exercise, actually. <laughs> they were literally like Sainsbury's bags with snooker balls at the end of them. <laughs> it, they were horrific, but I, I worked hard. Um, yeah, so, so, so I think it's just all these different layers. It's like, you know, my body's changed. I don't have the time. I've got to be really cautious about who I date. Like, it can be almost, it can make you just want to go, fuck this. I've had enough. Mm. Um, so. I think it's okay to dip in and out of it as well. You know, I, I think sometimes it just is good to take a break and, you know, not be immersed in the whole like dating world or feel the pressure and, you know. And if you find somebody nice to go on a date with, then actually it gives you a little bit of self-esteem back yeah. as well. You know, because I, I, for me... You know, the, a new person didn't know what your body looked like before, so actually you could have always looked like yeah. that. You know, obviously maybe not C-section yeah. scars, but you know what I mean? So that it, it kind of, um, that's how I've always been. Anyway, nobody knew what my body looked like, and mine, you know, has changed from having children, mm. but, you know, I just... I look good now, so and yeah, I look good exactly. before. Just yeah. di- different good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's right. I think it's... I think sometimes, especially single mums, can get into that really sense of loneliness and Mm. i think sometimes we feel that best way to combat the loneliness is to get a man um and especially if we've been cheated on and he's swanned off and he's in this long-term relationship and you're now stuck with this child and you're like ah and you can't i went through a long period uh, after you know i'd done the breastfeeding bit and i was ready to jump on the dating bandwagon i was desperate to be in a relationship because i wanted what he had and i didn't want to be alone anymore and you know all of that kind of stuff and that led me into a lot of fuckboy situations because i wasn't being really cautious i wasn't i didn't know what i was doing i hadn't navigated the dating world yet so when i took a bit of that pressure off and went actually it's really okay to be single it's yeah. really fine and like you say dip in and out yeah. every now and then when you're bored mm. but don't necessarily make it your life goal exactly. to be dating yeah because then it's just going to be hard work and hell all around but I think if it's like a bonus if you end up like chatting to someone nice meeting someone nice having a bit of fun then it's a bonus you know and then if you if it doesn't happen you're not kind of like oh well my kind of happiness depends on it or mm. oh I'm doomed for life or anything you know and I think hopefully you know as a single parent you realize how kind of capable you are and that you don't need another person to kind of make you feel whole or you know that's what I've learned I don't my happiness doesn't depend upon me being in a a relationship it Mm -hmm. doesn't make my my home it would be lovely to be you know to meet someone nice and to be in love again and be in a relationship or have a bit of fun or whatever but like I've learned that I am absolutely okay on my own yeah. which is a really nice feeling me too yeah. it means you can leave the house a mess and no one would judge you yeah <laughs> and get home i didn't do the parts and i don't care yeah exactly all right one final question we're going to end on a positive note um sorry we didn't actually give the answer to how the fuck do you juggle being dating dating and being a single mum with great difficulty i think is the answer but you will get there and you will manage it and time will help and experience will help yeah. and taking the pressure off yourself and not being desperate to be in a relationship yeah Yeah, my my sister-in-law she was a single mom and then she met my brother and now they're married and i've got a daughter together as well so you know there are there are love stories out there yeah and you know you can't it does happen it's just you know you probably have to kiss a few frogs yeah yes definitely (laughs) bad dates make good stories though so uh, the final question says what are the good things about being a single parent i think well what i was just saying there I think I I feel kind of 
like I just don't need I don't need anyone I've kind of you know our my you know our house our home is really a happy home and you know it kind of it, it wouldn't be that if I was still in my relationship it would be you know it, would, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the same environment as it is now mm. and now my son gets to be in two happy loving homes really healthy dynamics like and it's a safe yeah it's a safe happy space my son is like you know I feel our bond is so so strong I feel like we are a little like you know he's my little pal it's really cute like mm. I, you know yeah it's really cute I know like I feel like I'm gonna cry no, but it's um yeah so I there there are there are lots of things and I feel stronger as a person I feel like I've had to kind of dig deep in lots of different ways I feel like more evolved as a person because mm. of it because it's forced me to be um I have a better you know uh, yeah, I, I I realize how kind of capable I am. So yeah, it's like, massive. Yeah, yeah. So I think there's definitely positives, but it sometimes takes you a while to realize what they are because it is hard and it is a journey. And some days are crap. Yeah, you know. Um, mm. and I don't think those days or times just disappear. But it definitely, I think, um, I do think you get stronger and stronger. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I love listening to that. That's yeah, because yeah, me and mine, because I, um, we are a triangle because there's three of us. So mm. I had a triangle tattooed on my arm because, Aww. and even now the kids will always be like, "Oh, we're a little triangle," and it's really lovely. And you know, being a single mom is is hard, but again, it, my children now have two happy homes. And, you know, I get to spend the kind of the time with them. And, you know, when they're away and they come back and it's that the excitement on their face is just so wonderful. And it's sometimes it's kind of like, oh, I actually quite like the fact that they come back to me because yeah. they've been and they've been away because they they kind of, you know, so distance. Yeah, yeah. Distance makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. I think. And they and they really love it. And that's, you know, because I'm not in that relationship that wasn't well, that wasn't good when we were together so definitely kind of having those two happy homes and you know you you can do what you want and for me I never really went out when I was married and I never did anything for myself and I gained me back I gained Ellie back and I you know I, I've been to London on my own and I've you know been away on my own and I've done all these things and you know I go to the gym like and I never did any of these things before it's almost like it it kind of gave me a little bit of myself back mm. I think um which you know I'd, I'd lost so you know don't see becoming because I I'd never never lived on my own obviously I live with the kids but you know I'd never actually kind of been on my own and had to do all the things that you kind of do as a mm. single parent so I actually embraced it and I and I I love it and yes we would all love someone to have in our home as, as a partner and you know you kind of do sometimes feel like you're missing out but at the same time it's kind of you know like I say you can just leave the house a mess and no one will judge you or you'd yeah. say anything and yeah. it's sometimes it's kind of like I should I should quite like this because you know look, look for the little positives in the, the you know the, the kind of the mundane things I think and yeah you know, I, I love I, I love that me and the kids have the time together that we have and then I also love that they I get to have my own time yeah, too yeah. and it's you know definitely it, think that that is one of the, sure. the the best things is being able to retain a bit of yourself and having a bit of time away from the kids which we shouldn't feel guilty about I would say look at a lot of my friends marriages and relationships you know where they're still together they're not single parents and and actually the mums are almost 
there's still like single parents you know every weekend is the mum's responsibility and i'm always like oh where's david or whatever oh he's watching the rugby he's yeah. watching the foot well why hasn't i don't understand yeah. like you're always with the kid every weekend like yeah. it's always the mum um and i think that actually sometimes it can be a lot easier being a single parent because you don't have to worry about those you know certainly my me and my son's dad would clash on some things um i, I can't really think now what they would be but you know I, I've, I've certainly had friends who have had really differing views about vaccines or about you know whatever sleep routines or food mm. or whatever uh, and actually it's really nice for me that i have complete control over that you know he's my son for 13 days of every you know he's my son for 13 days he's yours for a weekend i'm i'm setting this routine and you can't really say anything to me about it i mean the door is open for him too and and, and if he gives me suggestions or whatever i'm there to listen to it but actually things are done my way and I really enjoy that. I really, I'm happy about that. Um, so I think there's loads of really good things about being a single parent. You can also make really good friendships with other single parents. It opens you up to um, finding lots of lovely new people. Um, so there, there, there are positives and it is so much better to be single and happy than it is to be in a relationship which you're forcing for the sake of the kids. Mm, Staying definitely. together for the sake of the kids is the, the least best thing that you can do for the children yeah. like what you want to show your kids is that if they grow up and fall in love and that relationship ends that they should feel free to end those relationships and not stay in them forever just because that's what mum and dad did mm. you know so so i think it's good for the children as well to see that you can be single and independent and do really well yourself so any any last words on what's good about being a single parent Oh, <laughs> I, I kind of feel well I don't know I think I actually think you covered it really well Ellie I think um yeah I think you know the, the again if you're in a co-parenting situation and you can learn to enjoy the time you have off like uh, yeah I've and finding yourself again that I, re I relate to that as well and that came up in the Frollo community this week the opportunity to find yourself mm. again because yeah, often if you're coming from a relationship breakdown, you're, you know, you yeah. haven't been in the best kind of space, kind of coming into single parenthood mm -hmm. or you mightn't be feeling your best self. So, so that is a lovely aspect of it as well. Like find, finding yourself. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it absolutely. takes time. It um, takes time, but mm. you do get there and, you know, I yeah. Think. Um, I, I I do enjoy my time, and it sounds it does sound awful when you like you say, but you don't don't feel guilty for mm. feeling good about being single yeah, again. Exactly, and it's, it is much better than being in a relationship mm. where you know you're unhappy. Absolutely. So. Well, that was the last question. So. On that note, I hope this has really helped some people. I think it's really good to have these discussions and to just make people realise that they're not alone. Yeah, that, that's what it's about, isn't it? It's not feeling like you're the only person going through, you know, the half past eight shoe situation mm. or that, you know, you feel emotional about kind of new relationships or things like that. I think it's, yeah. it's about kind of um, having that community because yeah. we, we lose it so much. And even though we've got access to social media all the time, sometimes we, we don't reach out to people, um, you know, who are willing to talk. I yeah. think that's important. So if you want to reach out to, uh, at Frollo underscore app yeah. or at the mummy diary, 
they are there on Insta. And we cannot wait until September when the Frollo app I'm launches. I'm so excited. I'm so, jumping on it, mate. And you guys can have the first uh, word here. So, so next month, um, there'll be a founding member app launching. So basically, there'll be a limited amount of uh, space on it. But anyone who signs up to the founding member app, I, like the first, I haven't, yeah, I identified how many how many spaces, but we'll get six months um, free membership in the launch in, in September, and they'll be the Frollo founding members. So oh, I will you. I will let you know when that's going live, oh, and then all of your single parent followers can um, get first dibs. Amazing, yeah. it's so good. It's such a good idea. It's just like before we go, it is such a good idea. I really think it's fantastic. I really hope it takes off massively. Thank you. Um, before we go, I wanted to say my sponsors are Cheeky Zebra Cards. And by the time this comes out, I think we'll be coming up for Father's Day. Father's Day is soon, isn't it? June yeah. the 16th, I think. Do you think. know what? We yeah. might have passed Father's Day by the time it comes out. But follow Cheeky Zebra Cards. They are really good cards. Follow her at Cheeky's... It's my birthday in June. Che- oh, okay, well, if anyone wants to go <laughs> send Ellie a card, it's at CheekyZebra.com, D-O-T-C-O-M, or www.CheekyZebra.com. She does really good cards, particularly kind of sarcastic, witty cards. They're very dry. So if you've got somebody who has got that kind of sense of humour, they will really love her cards so hopefully this is out before father's day you can check that out if you've got a kind of sarcastic dry-witted dad he will definitely enjoy those cards so thank you ladies for coming along thank today you. what a fantastic chat we've had such a good chat. and uh, yeah hope you enjoyed the podcast bye <laughs>